1: Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Hayston. I'm an executive recruiter, Director of Recruiting with VIP and your all-around hiring guru. I have such a special treat for you today, I can hardly even believe that he's gonna be on the show. So today on the show, I'd like to welcome David Meltzer, co-founder of Sports One Marketing and former CEO of the renowned Lee Stanberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. Dave is a three-time international best-selling author, a top 100 business coach, and the host of the top entrepreneur podcast, The Playbook, my favorite. Dave, welcome to the show today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: You know, one of the things I like to do to start off my show is to talk about how I got connected to people because I think it's so important that you follow that dotted line, right? I call it my spider web of connections. So I was introduced to you through one of your fabulous team members, Todd Armstrong. Yeah, we want him back in Texas. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, we are spoiled cool to have him out in California and I've known Todd for such a long time and worked on so many different projects and now we work in the podcast arena together and one of, I always say he's my best partner uh, because he's the only partner I have that only like shows up to pay me. Like, There's never any problems. There's never any problems. He literally handles everything and rarely needs anything and he shows up. <laughs>
1: Well, and he was introduced to me by a guy by the name of Adam Connors. Have you met Adam yet?
0: Yes, I have. I know Adam Connors.
1: Adam is like my bestie. He is so my bestie. Um, I just absolutely love him. In fact, we were just emailing back and forth um, earlier today. And so, but anyway, and so Adam was like, hey, do you want to meet this guy, Todd Armstrong? I think he works with Dave Meltzer. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Because I've been listening to your podcast. And I was just um, like, yes, please. So anyway, I just thought that was a really interesting story. And I tell people all the time, you know, you have to, my mentor told me, you have to get your ask in gear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, thank you. I love that.
1: Isn't that awesome? I say it That's all the time. one
0: of my five daily practices, to ask and attract is one of my five daily practices.
1: I, I love your practices. You and I are so in line. It's not even funny because we'd have to talk about that off camera because this is a business <laughs> podcast. Um, right on. But as a successful entrepreneur and former CEO of a top sports marketing agency, you know a thing or two about making decisions, right? Decision making. So my question is, did you ever find yourself intimidated by a decision? And if so, how did you overcome it?
0: Yeah. You know, one of the biggest decisions was the first day uh, that I came to work with Lee Steinberg, the great sports agent. That's how I met Warren Moon to get to our agency. But you know, he was not available and they were in the midst of negotiating to buy the Rams, a $900 million deal with Frankston Financial and Georgia Frontier owned the Rams at the time. Uh, and I didn't know anything about what I was talking about and completely intimidated. John Shaw was the president of the Rams and, you know, to step into a role uh, and then be fed to the wolves of negotiating a nine hundred million dollar deal to to uh, negotiate to purchase a team was really intimidating. And so I called Lee, and this is the best advice I had for these types of situations. And ever since I've used it when I was in what I call the anxiety zone of negotiation or or business. And it was three rules that he gave me. He said, number one, always be fair. Hmm. He said, don't worry, just always be fair to, uh, uh, um, always be, f- I'm losing my, my mind here. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> uh, always be fair. Uh, don't, uh, what is it? Oh my gosh. I'm going to forget this. What a great interview I made here today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good one. Always be I, fair. Okay.
0: Always be fair. Don't negotiate to the last penny, which mm. I thought was great. In other words, don't be scarce. And don't do business with dicks. Uh, in other words, if people are not aligned with your values, don't be afraid to walk away. The deal will never end well, if they're not aligned with your values, you're just prolonging something that is going to inevitably cost you more than it's going to make you. And so I've used those rules to never negotiate to last penny, always be fair and don't do business with dicks.
1: You know, I love that. You know, as a recruiter, because that's what I do, I'm a recruiter, I negotiate all the time with clients, and, you know, I made it my, part of my job and my personality, my persona as a recruiter when I first started was that I don't work with clients if I wouldn't want to work there, right? So yeah. I don't work with, as you say it, the dicks, because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to make anybody hate their life by putting them in a job that they can't stand. So that's kind of my rule of thumb, too. So. That's great. I know. And so, in your book, Game Time Decision Making, um, it it provides everything that business leaders need to step up their decision making skills. What are some of the common mistakes you see business leaders make when it comes to making decisions?
0: Well, one, they're not more interested than interesting, meaning that they can't reconcile trusting and betting. Uh, And so, I have a philosophy I trust everyone, but I'm probably one of the most ferocious, fierce, fierce. People when it comes to vetting you. So, if you're going to portray or represent yourself in one way to me, then you've opened yourself up to some difficult vetting to make sure uh, that we are aligned with our values and that you're telling the truth. Uh, and so, overselling, back end selling, lying, machi- manipulating, and cheating is not anymore in my life accepted. I have, as you know, went bankrupt in 2008. I lost over $100 million because I trusted everyone and continued to trust them, and refused to see the signs of vetting, and I've changed it to the other side. I asked the hard, and I don't know why I didn't ask the hard questions. People are afraid of the answer, I think. I think I was afraid to, you know, that this person wasn't trustworthy, so I'd let them continually oversell me back and sell me, lie, manipulate. I just had one of my financial planners email me, and the numbers weren't correct, and he's like family, and I drilled him, I said, you know, which is the actual cost? What's this? What about taxes? And, you know, I never would have done that in the past.
1: Interesting. You know, and I was listening to your podcast. I think it's the most recent one. And you were talking about quit lying to yourself, right?
0: And so I think it's
1: great that you just brought that up about how you just don't tolerate that in your life anymore. And that's so very clear when you listen to that podcast. Um, And then the other thing you said that I love and why I got so schoolgirl giggly is, you know, be more interested than interesting. And I'm telling you, I try to live by that. I really do. So thank you for that. That is just really good wisdom.
0: Yeah, well, thank you and a tribute to my oldest brother who uh, set that upon me at 18 when I wanted to be a doctor but hated hospitals and he almost fell over (laughs) because I wasn't more interested. I had no idea what a doctor really did. I was 18 and pre-med, I was in the wrong place. (laughs) So it was a great way to learn a lesson.
1: That's awesome. So another thing you talk about in your book is you talk about building a positive mindset and, um, you know, and just how important that is. So, so that you don't overwhelm your competition. So how do you, and I probably know the answer to this, but let's tell everybody else, how do you establish and maintain a positive mindset?
0: Well, there's, really three core values that lead to what we have control of. And I would like to express that there's three things related to the mindset that we have control of, especially during this time of COVID, when people have such accelerated change and they're looking you know, into this chaotic, anxious world of theirs. And I say, look, number one, we take control of our mindset, which then also takes control of our heart set, the way we feel, Mm -hmm. which then... Tributes to what we think they do believe and even affects our unconscious competencies. So I call that the conscious continuum at the bottom. So our mindsets are so powerful, but where is our mindset controlled from? Number one, from gratitude, right? Gratitude is to me the most powerful perspective in the world because it actually is a muscle that allows you to find light, love, and lessons in everything. I don't believe anyone loves what they do. I believe that some people are better at learning to love what they do. You know, my wife has always teased me and my mom. Well, you don't understand. You've always loved what you did. Trust me. Although I made a ton of money selling legal research online, you'd have to be a complete weirdo to love selling legal research online. The truth is I had a capability, a muscle through gratitude to find the light, the love and the lessons from selling to taking out the trash to Sweeping up a garage. You know, I have that ability and I've maintained and grown that. The second is how we get certainty and peace in our life and it's forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our mindset has to be a forgiving mindset, it actually allows us not only that peace. Uh, I'm constantly striving to be able to forgive the unforgivable, not to have a need to be offended and guilty and resentful of so many different things. But even moreover, it gives certainty. It's the only thing that gives us certainty. When people tell oh, these are uncertain times, come on, if anybody can tell me anything that's certain in the future, I can make billions of dollars. I'll give it all to charity, but I guarantee, if you can call me and tell me one thing tomorrow, it's guaranteed to happen. Like honestly, it's not a certain ever time, but what brings certainty is forgiveness. And then finally, what brings control of, of that mindset, heart set in the conscious continuum that I mentioned is accountability. Most people live their lives as victims. Uh, they live, everything happens to them. They live in blame, they live in shame, they live in justification. When you can ask yourself two simple questions, what did I do to attract this to myself Mm -hmm. and what am I supposed to learn from it? It's not liability liability. Still people pay damages for hitting you, you know, in their car. Uh, and we have laws and, and rules and statutes for that, but I'm talking about something bigger, higher called accountability, where you are in complete control using three laws, the law of gravity, which most people leave out. The law of gravity is important to me because it attracts everything to me. And if I believe in the law of gravity, I know that I can attract everything to myself, to the law of Goya, getting off your ass. And then finally, (laughs) the law of attraction. Uh, And that's, you know, part of it is nobody can combine all three of those in a fierce methodology where you can be completely consistent and persistent. And be a sicko that can enjoy the consistent, persistent behavior and then be patient enough to allow it to happen. That's the whole messy uh, confusion that the ego, the body, the mind, and they all compete to one another. So if you can learn to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential and allow things to happen, you live a blessed existence.
1: You know, so much that you just said there that I want to unpack. But first, I wanted to share with you that I just recently completed coaching school. So awesome. it was a, I know, it was about a nine month process. And the school that I chose was based around core energy. And so when you start talking about that victim mentality, that's that level one. It goes right along with the book Power versus Force, where he talks about that. Such David good Hawkins. stuff. Yes. David Hawkins, Power it, versus Force. One that's of my kind favorite. of a. It's a great book, and I love that at each level that it correlates very closely to the work that, you know, our founder did with IPEC. Um, you know, it just confirms that so many people have done energy work, right? And But I love that it all comes out the same. You know, that level one, you're a victim. Level two, you're angry, you know. So I, I love all that. Um, and you mentioned ego, and I believe that you, ego is an acronym for you, isn't it?
0: Yeah, in many ways, it's not only edges goodness out of your life. Uh, but for me, it's the three things that I look for is one, the ego puts a great importance under your it supplies, your, your business, your employment status. You know, so many people define themselves by what they do, uh, two, G what they got. So it edges goodness out of our life because everybody, and this is, was my biggest problem is I define myself by my bank account. So I was super happy when the bank account was full. My biggest fear was going bankrupt, which is why I manifested exactly what I didn't want. And then, you know, of course, the O is what other people think, uh, which I think is the most damaging. people cannot. Look, there's a mathematical equation of luck. What you pay attention to, what you give intention to equals the coincidences in your life makes you lucky. Well, too many people not only think about what other people want for them, but they think about what they don't want or what's missing in their lives. And they're surprised when they get what other people want what's missing or what they don't want. And then they get, like you said, angry, <laughs> all the forces of mm-hmm. our core energy. Uh, and I live my life in an energetic sense. I you know, live a plateau and grow life by meditating every morning, fighting my highest frequency, fighting the ego by being a ferocious Buddha, identifying the fear-based consciousness, stopping and dropping. I always say this you'll understand coming from your background, especially now that you've become this coach, I tell people, drop to your highest frequency. And they're like, what do you mean drop to your highest frequency? I said, neutral is your highest frequency. When you're in peace at neutral, that's your highest frequency. And right now you're elevated because of ego. You need to drop down to center to get to your higher frequency. And so all these counterintuitive things that you've learned in your nine month course uh, are things that are hard to articulate, which is why you have to be trained in order to articulate and quantify, you know, something that can be very ethereal and confusing to the general public.
1: Well, and I'm really glad that you brought up the fact that it is counterintuitive, right? You have to really train that muscle in order to be able to use it. And now, I swear, I think people look at me sometimes and think I'm crazy because I'm just like, you know, spouting off all the, you know, don't, don't attract that, you know, don't look at that. Don't think Damn about cruel. that, you know, because if you think about it, whatever you focus on grows, right? So, yeah. and I, and so I really, and, and if somebody's negative, I'm like, get you, you're too close to me. You're too close. Go away. Yeah. I can't have that in my energy field. So go, because I can't stand it. So, so ego and confidence. They're very different. So, and confidence is important in making decisions. So, what does that mean to you? So, why do we need confidence?
0: So, confidence is, to me, number one, getting clarity. Clarity on what we want. So, taking them into our values. We have to be very clear. And when we get clear on what we want, we then have to balance it in the context of weighted balance, weighted values, personal, experiential giving and receiving values, we balance it. And then that allows, like you said, to pay attention or give focus to it to expand upon it. If you have clarity, balance and focus, this will give you that center of confidence that will put you into the flow, what you're actually doing by getting clarity, balance and focus is that's utilizing your free will to clear the ego from what you're already connected to, to clear the interference, the obstruction, the void shortages and obstacles that you've created as illusions between you and what you're already connected to or from, and utilizing that technique of, you, inventory of your values to find the clarity balance and focus that you need will bring the confidence so ego is intertwined in the fact that ego is what is creating the interference and resistance to the confidence ego what creates the interference and resistance to what already exists to allow it to happen so utilizing clarity balance and focus it clears the ego it clears the resistance and the interference between you and what you want
1: so does this relate to what you call the ferocious Buddha?
0: Yes, it does. So I uh, I am a ferocious Buddha, and it's the most counterintuitive, uh, conflictual being in the world. Uh, you know, they would say it was a sociopath uh, if, if, if it actually lived. But a ferocious Buddha does four things. One, it identifies fear. So there's two types of fear, primal fear, the Freudian fears, the four Fs. And then, of course, the secondary fears, uh, the need to be right, the need to be offended, Mm -hmm. separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful, the list goes on. It's actually a practice of the ferocious Buddha to identify. Because a lot of times, if we're not aware of when we're in ego-based consciousness, if we're not aware of that fear, then we can't do anything. Now, some people eventually, most people eventually find and get aware that, wow, I'm angry or I'm hungry or whatever else they are, instead of resisting, trying to go around the issue, trying to go over it, under it, through it and use and waste all of this energy with the need to be right for, you know, anxious, frustrated, angry, the key is to stop. If you stop, then instead of resisting, you then can drop to the highest frequency by breathing through your nose, out through your mouth. The third step to drop to neutral to drop to your higher self to center, then you can roll in a ferocious way in the trajectory of the clear, balanced, and focused confidence towards what you want, not accelerate in the wrong direction, which most people do when the ego peaks its ugly head, accelerate in the wrong direction, creating what? more void shortages obstacles and resistance to what we want it already exists go from living in a world of not enough where you are not a victim in blame shame justification don't live like i did in the world of just enough where you're buying things you don't need to impress people you don't like there is a world of more than enough an abundant world where you can realize that your mind body and soul are on fire with the ego so we're going to stop drop and roll to get what we want
1: that is beautiful. And I could sit here and talk to you all day, all day. And I listen <laughs> to you. I like binge on your podcast. It's ridiculous. And you know, and what you're saying, you say it in such a unique way, but it's starting to be heard a lot more now. It's like the, there's an awakening going across the world that people need to hear this. And I think it's so important that you're spreading that message. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. And I do trainings every Friday for free for over 20 years. And it's so nice to see that my little trainings that started with me buying a few associates at my business lunch to come in and and learn about these things, have you know hundreds of thousands of people, like you said, on the downloads on Monday, but over 20,000 people register live every Friday to listen to, don't lie to yourself training, ego training, pitch training, sales training, whatever I'm training, but I've done it for over 20 years on a mission to empower over a billion people to be happy. And there is an awakening. We are going to create a collective consciousness of abundance and happiness, and we will change the world by teaching people that you can't find outside of you what you can't find inside.
1: That is so beautiful. So normally I have three VIP questions to wrap up the time, and I know your time's getting short, but I'm only only going to ask you one, okay? Okay. So if your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be?
0: David Meltzer, kind to his future self.
1: Oh, I love it. How do people find you?
0: Uh, email me, uh, david at dmelzer.com. David Meltzer everywhere else. You can email me directly, david at dmeltzer.com.
1: You are so generous with your personal information. It amazes me. My help. <laughs> well, I just have one last thing to say to you besides thank you for being on the podcast. But Dave, you are a VIP.
0: Thank you for having me. Awesome. takes one to know one. <laughs>